Hello and welcome back to Boss Your Business. And yes, if you've been around, my guest today, if you haven't been around or you may be just listening rather than watching the show, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Stephanie Garcia, who, where is my audio? You got, you always got the fancy audio when you go live. I, do. I was like waiting for the whole drum roll. Stephanie is a life video strategist for brands and entrepreneurs from moonwalkers to master chefs who want to go from unknown to unforgettable. As a certified neurolinguistic programming trainer, Stephanie teaches brain hacks to help people overcome their fears of public speaking by rewiring their minds for success. With your proven system, your clients discover how to create crave-worthy content, get audiences buzzing with excitement, and how to deliver a spell-binding presentation that hooks viewers in. Named as one of the top 50 digital marketing thought leaders by the University of Missouri-St. Louis, your work has been recognized and awarded by Forbes, online marketing media and advertising, PR Daily, Forrester, and Gartner One-to-One Media. The queen, the goddess. Hi, Steph. How are you? Hello. How are you, friend? It was about time I have you on. On. I don't think I have had you on this show yet. I, we've done a couple of things in the past, but it was time to get you on this one. It's always so funny, right? Because I feel like as business owners, we're also content creators. And then it's just like, oh, oh yeah. Like, there's some friends that I've had on the show multiple times. Some I've only had once. Some it just never even crossed my mind. I'm like, I should do that. <laughs> For my audience knows, this is actually my most favorite questions to start out with, because even with people that I've known for years, sometimes there's things that pop up where I'm like, wait, you did what? I'll wait, surprise you. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so my favorite question to start out with is the, who was past Stephanie? What's your story? How did you get to today? Yeah. So if today we're saying today, Stephanie is a NLP trainer, how did I get to where that is? I would say it would really stem from the background of growing up from a military family. And I say that because my dad was in the Navy, my brother was in the Air Force, and just majority of the men that I grew up around in my life were always in the military. And in high school, I ended up joining the Navy Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps, which means that in my junior and senior year, I was a platoon commander. I was leading the charge of a classroom, a platoon of 30 students, four squad leaders. I was the platoon leader, and I was in charge of making sure that this squad, this platoon was in tip-top shape. And so how does that actually translate into what it is that I do now? A lot of it I had learned because leadership because my commander in ROTC, he was an ex-Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I would learn leadership and discipline and processes and systems, the chain of command from, from my commander, my master chief, and my senior chief. And that always rang through to me in my head because even as I entered into the workforce, having worked at an agency, I led ad operations. And ad operations, when you're trying to scale and grow a team, is very much what's the system, what's the process, how do we onboard clients, how do we troubleshoot, and all of those different things. How that relates to NLP is that 
we all have strategies. <laughs> we all have systems. Oh, and at some point, unless you've actually written down your SOPs for how you make decisions, how you're motivated, how you deliver, how you convince and persuade people, you don't really quite know what your SOPs are until you have someone like me sit you down and say, okay, when did you decide that? <laughs> oh, God. I knew that one was coming. I knew that one was coming. For everybody that hasn't been around us, it's like the, the common phrase. Now, when did you decide that? Are you sure this is really what's happening? Or did you just decide this is going to be this way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I really loved about my ROTC background too is we learned the difference between an order and a command, right? If it's a command, that means you do it. No questions asked. You do it. If it's order, you might have, okay, you might be able to figure it out a little bit. And hmm. I think that's so helpful because oftentimes when you're working with clients, you have to know, is this really a suggestion? Or are you telling me this is what I have to do? And a command, when you're giving someone a command, it's given by the chain of command. It's like you don't stray away from this process. Oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we have clients and clients that don't follow instructions. And you're like, no, that wasn't up for debate. That's a command. Because if you want a proven strategy that actually works, that takes you from zero to 100 in this time period, that's a command. That's the blueprint. You have to do that. And it's also, it's, you need clear messaging. Because if you want everyone on the front lines getting the same job done, moving towards the same goal, mm -hmm. everyone has to have the same picture in their mind of what does that goal, what does success look like? And I think that really translated very well just even as an NLP trainer of, okay, what is this goal that you're trying to achieve? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? How are we going to get there? Are we all on the same page? <laughs> and if someone falls out of line, there's this internal voice that's like talking you out of it. Like, hey, that's not cool. <laughs> I love that. And I never thought about order and command in that different variation of that. But yeah, I'm like, cool. Yeah, we can play with this. This might make sense. We can test this out or no, we've tested this. We have the framework down. This is not up for debate. This is what you need to do to get there. And if you don't, don't come back and tell me because I'm just going to tell you, I told you. I love that. I love that distinction between those two. Yeah. So you mentioned you've done ad strategy, you've done live streaming, you still do those things too. Where is your main focus now? Who is NLP Stephanie? What are you doing nowadays to help your clients? Yeah. A lot of times these days from an NLP perspective and working with clients, many of them have been in business for quite some time and they're tired of being underrated and underpaid. And what they don't realize is that oftentimes they don't know how to negotiate. They don't know how to mediate or they might not be consciously aware of it, but when they're presenting or pitching, they are not congruent. And when I say that they're not congruent, it means that their head and their heart aren't aligned. And so sometimes they think that they want to do something and they start to self-sabotage. Wouldn't so know anything about that. <laughs> and so from an NLP perspective, it's really for what purpose does that serve you? What would that do for you? In the grand scheme of things, what would that do for you? Because sometimes people choose to do things, whether it's a business or a career or going down the path of like education, like so-and-so in my family said I should do this. And it's like, so you've just been shit on, <laughs> right? And when you've been shit on long enough, then you'll feel this internal struggle inside. And that's when self-sabotage happens, when the head and the heart aren't aligned hurdles will pop up. 
And so from an NLP perspective, it's really, what would this do for you? For what purpose would it really serve? Yeah. That's where we both, I'm like, you are my NLP trainer. That's how I got all of my certifications. That's where we were digging deep to where it's okay. Is that actually a me decision? Is that a trained decision of because everybody else always done it like that and really start peeling away those layers of all the shoulds just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for me just because somebody else believed (laughs) that's always when i think about that story of the the roast in the oven where grandma always cut away the ends and granddaughter is still cutting the ends and her husband is like why are you doing this because my mom always did it and then you call mom because grandma always did it and then grandma says yeah we did that because our oven was so tiny and it's we do the same thing where we are just running in those strategies we are just running in those patterns because that's where how we grew up that's how mom always did it that's how dad always did it and it's fun to watch when we start questioning those strategies when it's like but why am i actually doing this why am i cutting off the ends and it's so funny because even when you say the word questioning right sometimes some people might associate the word questioning as uh, not obeying the rules they're like why are you questioning me And you have to ask yourself, if you were raised in an environment where you were not allowed to, quote unquote, talk back (laughs) or ask questions, then you might not be in the habit of asking questions to understand what is the chain of command? How does this turn into that? Like when you think about task and dependencies, right? So it's really interesting to hear that type of stuff because even like the pot roast, right? Cooking in the oven. These days, I feel like you and I were so well-versed with technology that we're like, I'm like the instant pot. Like what used to take my family like hours to make traditional Filipino food. I'm like, man, I just put this in the instant pot and boom, it's done in like eight minutes. Whereas mm-hmm. that's hearsay. <laughs> it's like, oh, you should stand by the stove for two hours. Baby, I ain't got two hours. You know? <laughs> and if you want to build systems and processes in your business, you don't have two years to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You might just need two hours, two strategy sessions and get it done. And that's where we're at in this world of technology. I love that. So how can our audience who are coaches, consultants, content creators, just like us, how can they take now that they know, hey, I might be running some strategies, I might be running some ways in my head that do not serve me. How can they start asking those questions? How can they start using NLP, using what you teach, working with you to negotiate better or to understand themselves better? Yeah, I would say the first one is really first understand your communication style. Most people don't really think about this because when we go to school, we learn how to write essays, which is to have your topic, your intro paragraph, your body, and then your conclusion. But they don't really talk about how we communicate. And so the best thing for me to really teach you as far as like how to implement that into your business is figure out your communication strategy. So Evie and I both know this. I am very big picture. I mean, the big picture. Oh, we're going to Disneyland. Yay. If I say like, we're going to go to Disneyland, she's like, okay, so what day? Are we carpooling? Are we doing this? Where are we staying? Is it two rooms? Is it one room? And I'm like, oh, because I'm a big picture and she's a chunk down person. She's chunked down and she goes up. She like ladders up to the big picture of the goal. Whereas I'm like, here's an idea. Boop. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm laughing over here because Stephanie will literally outsource those decisions to me where it's like, yeah. hey, can you research that for me? Where it's like, which tool should I use or what are we doing? Or just send me the Google Calendar invites. <laughs> yeah, and it's, not, and it's not done in a bad way. I just know that she enjoys it. That's how oh, her yeah. brain works. Whereas our brains isn't necessarily to be a computer to store data. Actually, our minds are created so that way we could build relationships and we could create the sense of belongingness and community and be creative. Realistically, if you think about what makes people happy in life, it isn't, oh, they memorize trivia things. It could be fun, but realistically, at some point, your brain just like short circuits when there's too much information that's going on. And so I think as an entrepreneur, when you understand your communication style, then also understand what your clients communication style is because when you are fluent in the different communication styles, just like visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and auditory digital, it makes it easier for you to take the mess out of your messaging. So that way you could clearly communicate with your client because that's all that we really want. At the end of the day, whenever there's conflict, it's because an underlying need isn't being met. And so when someone says to me, like, Stephanie, do you see this? And they're just talking to me on the phone. I'm like, no, I don't see it because you literally don't have anything on the screen. <laughs> you haven't described the process, the workflow. I can't picture it in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so when they're all like, so are you on the same page? I'm like, what page? You know? <laughs> we're just <laughs> it, talking. Yeah, we're, and... just, we're just talking. Like you have to really understand how to communicate that to your client in such a way that they feel as if you're, okay, we're moving together in the same direction. And even with how much information you are giving, if somebody talks to me as a potential client, I'm going to want to know all the details and where and how and when are the calls happening and all the things. Whereas Stephanie's going to be like, I, I don't care. I'm going to schedule it however it needs to be done. What's the big picture? What am I getting out of this? Yeah. So if I go into a sales call with Stephanie and I'm giving her all the details and she's going to be like, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm out of here. Very much. Yeah. So it's really fun diving into that piece of language and information and how it's being processed. That was one of my fun stuff with NLP and being able to use language specifically of how your clients is are using it, first of all, you can connect way easier on social media. You can do your sales well easier. Now suddenly you don't have three hour long sales calls trying to quote, convince somebody to buy your stuff. You are building rapport simply by speaking their language. Yeah. And that's where the fun happens. That's yeah. It's absolutely where the magic happens because it's like a combination lock. You just have to figure out what specifically someone needs in order to move along that decision-making process. Because if they don't get like the first piece that they need, they're not moving to the next step, which gets them closer for you to close the sale. Does that make sense? Yep. So you just have to figure out what are those puzzle pieces and then put them in the order and the sequence that makes sense or that feels good or that looks good to your client and then go about it that way. And how... How do you start already using this before even a sales call? I'm like, when I'm face-to-face, okay. -face, it's I'm like you. I like actually seeing people rather than just on the phone. I'm the visual. How can you implement that to attract the right people, to bring the right people in to get on those sales calls? So the first thing is really 
whatever business product or service that you're offering, you have to translate it into the different learning styles. So it's visual. If it's visual, I'll most likely create like a video or a live stream around it that shows the process. If it's auditory, then I'll talk through certain things. I'm like, you may have heard this term. Let me explain what that means. Like for live streaming, I might just say, what's an encoder? Or like in NLP, it's like, what is eye patterns? And I could explain that. Then you have kinesthetic, which is really, they want something that they could touch, put their hands on, or actually try out for themselves. And then auditory digital, they like processes and systems. So if I could map out the process, the framework, here's phase one, phase two, phase three, that's always going to be helpful. So then when I'm working with a client and as soon as I start talking to them, I'm like, oh, this person's a visual. I may just already have it in the background where I'm going to show them a landing page, a case study, something of that sort. But for me, it's really figuring out what that communication style and then having the creative assets to line up with it. And I think that will always help any entrepreneur because if you, if you're doing like, let's say a phone call and they're like, well, I want to see something you're like, Oh, I don't have anything at that point. There's this internal tension where they're already struggling mm -hmm. and it might be a tougher sale. And if your competitor has a video walkthrough onboarding process already for them, they, they might just go there just because it feels comfortable to them in that, in that sense processing information that way coming back around to how you are working nowadays how you are living life you just came back from dallas from summit i missed it but i did get to go to the pink concert how are you working nowadays with clients i think a lot of your stuff is happening online but i think you are also moving back into more into in-person events Tell my audience, how are you living life today, going on travels and still paying all the bills, buying your house and doing all the things? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I think as an entrepreneur, you need to have a strict belief system, right? And so my belief system is your skill set is your safety net. I've been on this earth for quite some time already, right? So I know that I'm talented and I know that there are certain things that I know better than people and I just have to package it up in a certain way. And so there are some people where if I only did it in person, right? I'm here in San Diego, that means you only get to experience our trainings and our workshops in person here in San Diego. As an entrepreneur, that limits me because even as someone as a live streamer that streams across multiple platforms, I know that I could take those in-person workshops, repackage it into a virtual workshop, a virtual training, an online course, or whatever it is that I want to do and then sell that. And so coming back from Dallas, I was telling this to Brandon, who's my partner, and I, I was on the plane, Evie, and I just mapped out my whole entire Q4 because I had this vision of what it is that I wanted to do. I know looking at my planner, October is crazy. I went, I was in Dallas this week. I'm going to be in Boston. And then in two weeks from now, I'm going to have an in-person event. So then I was like, okay, we need to start like mapping this out. And so on the plane, I started just, I threw it all on there. And I didn't let it or anything. I just put all my ideas on paper. And once I had it there, then I had to bucketize it, right? I'm like, oh, okay. So here's the month. Here are key events. Here are my leads. And then these are the activities I have to do. And then here are my action items. And so it was kind of, I was creating my own personal strategy for what I was going to do in Q4. And then with every little event, not little, I smile because I'm like, no, this is going to be a cool event. 
And so for every event, I said, okay, how many tickets do I need to sell? What is my sales goal? And I put it there in the number. So I'm like, now I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, because I know that my motivation is like, it's not just saying what the event is going to be, but like, what is my confirmation that this event is going to be successful? This event is going to be successful if I sold mm -hmm. this much and I made this much money. That is my evidence criteria, as we like to say, right? So I put that all on there. And then at the end of the plane ride, it was like a probably like two hour plane ride. I had like six pages. Like, this is my game plan. And just to know what my process is, because everyone's been asking me like, Stephanie, you just went through a major transition. What's going to happen next? And I was like, I have a couple of ideas. I have a couple of ideas. And then I took post-it notes. Like literally, if you looked at my desk right now, mm -hmm. I have post-it notes everywhere. So I had all these post-it notes and I just put them on my desk and then I just let it simmer for a little bit. And then once I knew the words that I wanted to say, then I started putting them into the order and the sequence of how I wanted them to be. And now it makes sense. That's my process. I love that you are simmering on it too, where it's like I have a couple of things right yeah. here sitting where I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And I had to make the decision between like, what are big money revenue generators and what are things that I just want to do because I want to be creative and have fun. Okay. And then I also had a, a category that I called the parking lot. It's like, here's a random idea, but I don't want it processing in the background of my brain. Right. It's like, I didn't just want to like be spinning a plate for no reason. So I just said, let me write it down. So that way it's not just taking up my short-term memory. And then when I'm ready for it, I'll come back to it. And I was like, oh yeah, I can launch an Etsy shop. Oh yeah, Black Friday's coming up. Oh, but I want a bundle. There were just all these little things and I just put it there. And then that was my process. I think sometimes when we work with clients, they just have too many ideas and they don't know how to bucketize them, right? How to edit, organize and where it needs to be. And so when you understand how your client's brain works, then you can help them. That's and where so. I love the organization. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, oh, I can do this and that and here and there and all the things. And I do the same thing. It's like, I just need to get them out of my brain. I need to get them on a list. They are nicely housed right there. So it's not one of those. I thought of something really cool, but I don't remember things, right? Yes. I know they are safe on the list, so I can forget about them because I know where they're at and we'll come back to it. When we get the next quarter, we want to bring something new and we'll go back to it. Cool. Or, hey, there was that thing. I just go back to the list and I don't have to worry about having forgotten them. And I work similar with like suddenly at some point, all of these moving pieces suddenly fit nicely together after they just simmered a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, let it simmer for a little bit. Because oftentimes, if you're just thinking and running ideas in your head all the time, you're basically running a triathlon, right? The second you wake up, you're like, where are all the things that I have to do again? And, da, da, da. and so at the end of the day, you have this mental fatigue. Mm -hmm. And when you're fatigued, you don't get to do the execution piece of it because you're already tired. And sometimes burned out entrepreneurs are like, I didn't even do anything today. You're running your ideas and your maybes and how they could work. But you never actually get to the step of doing. doing and talk about doing you are doing something end of October. Yes. So for those of you that are going to be here in San Diego, Wednesday, October 25th, I will be hosting uh, a workshop on how you could repurpose your content into digital confetti. The big event though, how it's going to be November 1st through the 3rd, that will be a three day sales accelerator. And that's going to be all the fun. It's think of it as like an introduction to NLP. 
And if you don't know what NLP is, it's really understanding what are your mindset and your beliefs around sales. So for me, coming from an agency background, I love the idea of pitching. I love the idea of like, oh, you have a sales objection. Ooh, yeah. let's get that. Bring it on. Whereas some people, when they hear the word sales, they feel icky or dirty. And then they wonder, why am I not making a lot of money? It's because they're not making sales. Mm -hmm. I have a belief that offers equals opportunity. And so if you're not putting out offers, you're not opening yourself up into opportunities. And so over the course of these three days, it's really going to be understanding what's your mindset, your language, and your patterns around sales. How can we help you become a better communicator so that way you could take the mess out of your messaging, learn how to pitch, and feel good doing it, not like, ooh, icky, that type of stuff. But learn how to deliver an elevator pitch, whether it's a three to five minute video, or let's say you're invited to speak on stage or be on a podcast, be on a video podcast, a live stream, and do something like this and still be congruent in your messaging. And then the very last piece of it is, okay, then let's talk about your pricing around it. What's your pricing, your packages, mm -hmm. and then overcoming objections. So it really is the sales accelerator because most people, if they haven't picked up a book about sales, they will always struggle with it offer after offer. And this is really like your boot camp session, three days to really break down what is your process? Do you even have a process? Do you know how to prepare for a sales call? If the word sales makes you feel icky, then like for what purpose? Why? Because I think if Evie and I ever, if we went over to the mall and it was like, buy one, get one free. And that was a sale. Sis, I'm getting this. What do you want? That excites us. Yeah. And so you really just have to understand where your mindset, once you master your mindset, then you master your money mindset at the same time. Mm -hmm. Sales don't have to be icky. Sales aren't icky. They're okay. actually fun. It's like, bring it on. What objections do you have? Yeah. Let, let me clean those up. Think about it. It's one of those things where like, if someone has literally been struggling with a problem for, for like six months and they're like, oh my God, I, I can't move the needle in my business and you have the solution and you're not like going out there and telling them what it is that you do because you feel icky, that's such a disservice. So then you're just going to let your friend be in this mental quicksand because you don't want to offer your services. That, that just seems silly to me. And it's funny because when we hear the word sales, we often think about the actual sale, but all we do, all our marketing, showing up in live shows, showing up in social media, in the end, all of that is sales because we are promoting and selling ourselves. We are stepping out there. So guys, not just even that last call where you are getting that signature on the contract sales happen from the time you are you're stepping in front of the camera or doing a youtube video or posting a story on instagram you are selling yourself you're promoting yourself and honestly it can be fun it is fun so if you guys want to join, again, as always, I'm going to have all of Stephanie's link down below in the description, wherever you're watching, listening, or reading. Look in the description. It's going to be all there. I will be there because I never stop learning, and I always love to get my Stephanie fix. Oh, yeah. Anytime there's a sleight of mouth thing, I'm like, Evie, bring it on. What would you hear today? Let's, <laughs> let's come up with a game plan because really, uh -huh. you, I feel like most people just need practice. Yeah, it really just is. And I, I think that was one of the advantages of me working at an agency is we were always pitching. We had to put ourselves out there. Yep. Otherwise, 
we would be overtaken by the other bigger agencies that have been around. But what did they have to do? They had to go out there and pitch. They had to tell their story. And so same thing for you. You have to differentiate or you're going to disappear. Mm -hmm. And it's practice. It's like a muscle. We started out with brushing your teeth. The first time you brushed your teeth, it wasn't the perfect thing, but you got there. Same with driving, same with everything. So come join us again. Links are in the description. Thank you so much for coming on today, Stephanie. Thanks everybody for watching, listening. And as always, go hit that follow and subscribe button so you do not miss out on any upcoming episodes. I got the best guests on the interwebs and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye everybody.